Hi there. If you like two pizza marketing, you'll love Pizza Bites. These are short, snackable episodes from hosts Melissa and Ashley. Let's dig in. Hey, two pizza marketers. We have a Pizza Bite today. Something that I slacked Melissa was that I'm creating our content strategy over here at Real Link. And a lot of B2B SaaS companies right now, just with the market and everything, is we're all focused on getting new users, right? So with that, from a content standpoint, I'm like, okay, we need more bottom of funnel content because we want to think about the buyer's intent. And when they stumble onto our website or onto that page, it most likely should be somebody that is searching like best of or alternatives to the solution that they're looking for in hopes that it's ours and that they make that buying decision with us. So I was like, why don't we discuss some examples of bottom of funnel content? Because I was researching it, looking for examples. And maybe you as a marketer, you're trying to create some more bottom of funnel content too. So yeah, that's what we're going to discuss today. Do you want to kick us off, Melissa? Sure. I'll throw one out that's a little bit less about the content type and more about the strategy for capturing that bottom of funnel. So on a recent episode we recorded with um, Trinity Wynn from User Gems, a really, really cool strategy that she had, which is she was running LinkedIn ads, highly targeted linked ads for, you know, their kind of account-based marketing strategy, really targeting folks. She discovered that there was a little campaign test that they ran that actually started performing really well in terms of closing those deals. So, right, she's got a little bit of a longer sales cycle in B2B, there might be, you know, you run these marketing campaigns and you pass them off to sales. Well, what she started doing was continuing to target after the marketing lead had been passed to sales. So she basically was continuing to show ads to the people that were already quote unquote in the sales funnel. And what they found was that it actually led to a much higher deal closed rate. So instead of just saying, ha, we got it to sales, here you go, close the deal. She actually continued and kind of built that bridge to continue nurturing the leads at the bottom of funnel, like the real bottom of funnel, when they're already talking to sales, Mm. still showing them content around value and feature pricing that would attract those buyers. And I thought that was really cool. So it's not about the content specifically that she created. I'm sure there's more in that episode if anybody wants to listen. But this idea of honestly, the targeting at the bottom of the funnel and continuing, which I thought Mm. really neat. I know you've been thinking more about like what type of content to create bottom of funnel. What have you found or seen recently? Yeah, one, that's a very smart strategy. And to to digress for a second, that reminds me of Aaron Orendorf's episode when he was talking about how 2023 has been his hardest year of his professional career because he didn't know what happens after marketing. And so he really learned a lot about like that process. And once they are in the pipe, what do we do from a marketing standpoint? And so that kind of reminded me of what he was discussing. So If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going back and listening. It's one of our top five episodes, but yeah. Okay. Coming back to what you were saying. So the different content types, I, I mean, I'm a content marketer at heart, so I could discuss this topic forever, but I love bottom of funnel content because again, usually when you create that content, it's it's tailored towards those people that are coming in ready to buy. So they're ready to have a conversation. You make sales happy by creating this content that attracts them. And so what I've done in the past that I have seen work are comparison pagers, alternative pagers. So it'd be like, I I work for Reelink and their property technology company. And our main offering would be virtual tours for multifamily communities. So we would do something like 
a competitor of ours would be Matterport. So we would put like Relink versus Matterport for virtual tours. That would be the headline. So it's not a top of funnel thought leadership topics that are like more engaging, like those how to's, but it still pulls in the right people with those that are wanting to buy. A couple other ones just to throw out here. Case studies can also be considered bottom of funnel, sometimes middle of funnel, but how X, which would be the client, how client use your tool to accomplish why is another one. And then pricing pages and product pages. Those are all bottom of funnel types of content. So with that being said, maybe we could give a practical example of how you've done that for Gated. Do you have any topics at hand that come to mind? Ooh, very, very good one. You know, Gated was a really tricky one as a company because we didn't have any direct competitors. So I will say that we don't have that like battle card uh, mentality or like us versus them or how we fit. Really, no one did what we did. So that might not be the best example. But another, to your point around pricing pages or people clearly trying to find out the details, um, people trying to find out the features, I think that's really good stuff. And as someone who (laughs) spent way too much time in the search world, I will say that my main strategy has been around looking at, so I refer to search as the, the absolute highest intent, right? People are telling you what they want. So even if it's top of funnel or bottom of funnel, they will tell you what they're looking for. So I first often will go to SEM, um, sorry, to SEO, any kind of, you know, go to SEMrush or Ahrefs and I will pull what people are looking for related to us. And then I will build the content off of that. So if people are looking for what is the pricing or who else is using this or mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what is their security really getting in the depths of questions that need to be answered, mm-hmm. I'll take that, I'll create content on it and then I'll make it really a demand page, which literally is built to bring them into conversion. Yeah. So really paying attention to what's on that landing page and making that landing page convert better and better Mm -hmm. and better. So it's really, for me, it's two part. It's using search as an intent, as a way to guide what user intent is, figuring that out and then conversion optimization around getting people that land there to move the next step into the funnel. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you brought up that specific example, but for Gated, it was hard because we didn't have a lot of bottom funnel competition, but we did have bottom of funnel intent. Right. Um, What's interesting, I'm glad you brought up SEO because I think that's first and foremost, like before you go in to actually create those content types. But what's interesting about Relink is that it was a completely new category. So it was for the first couple of years, we were focused on category creation, which is one, making Google just recognize who we are, which were virtual tours and multifamily. And so we spent a lot of time on top of funnel content. And then now a few years later, we're like, okay, Google recognizes who we are, but we need to somehow try to pull in more buyers and that intent piece that you were talking about is what we've started to see more of. And we need to make sure that we're showing for those specific alternatives or virtual tour solutions types of searches. I just got inspired too. The other thing, if you're really bottom of funnel, you need to be a hundred percent thinking about your retargeting strategies. So taking Mm -hmm. the data that you have for people who have already engaged with you and build content for them. Hey, we noticed you checked out our pricing page. What else can we answer for you? You know, there's always the line of being creepy. Caveat, please (laughs) please don't be creepy, everyone. But you're going to have a lot of data on retargeting. You want to serve up ads to those people, even just a general retargeting list. You want to serve up ads that takes in what you already know. If you know they already hit your homepage, 
give them something further you like to push mm-hmm. them further down. if you know they added something to their cart right you better be serving up content that helps them decide they want to buy so you know, bottom 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 of funnel retargeting every day yeah one other thing that you had mentioned earlier that i wanted to touch on so sem rush i love that tool Unfortunately, we're slashing some of our tools or SEO tools. So I had to get creative and something I did earlier today was that I went incognito mode on Google Chrome and just like searched like virtual tours and multifamily to see what pops up and you get those like search inquiries. And that has helped me even like tailor the type of bottom of funnel keywords I want to target at a later point. So other marketers, if you don't have SEMrush, if you don't have the budget for it, that is a very small quick little tactic I would recommend. I love it. Yeah. Just get a friend to search so that they they get all the weird ads. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Cool. Anything else to add on that bottom of funnel content? I know you've been killing it on that front. Anything else to leave our audience with? I I think that's it. I can talk about this topic all day. So if you have other ideas for us, please be sure to reach out. Thanks for joining us today, Two Pizza Marketers. If you liked the episode, it would mean a lot to us if you take the time to leave a review. And if you have any questions or topics to suggest, we're always happy to hear from you. So send us an email at two, that's the number two, pizzamarketers at gmail.com. And until next time, keep having fun and try to stay sane in the marvelous mess that is Two Pizza Marketing.